0: You just don't get, huh? Lord, let me know if you got us. Preaching about prophets. It ain't no one man can stop us. Bow down to a goddess. Bow down to a goddess. Bow down to a goddess. And ain't no one man can stop us. Bow down to the goddess. Goddess.
1: Got it. Goddess. Got it. Hello and welcome to the Strong Women Power Half Hour, your podcast and radio show to encourage, educate, and empower you on your path through womanhood. I'm your host and women's empowerment specialist, Kelly Hickey. I'm the director of Strong Women Co., a company designed to help women be their strongest, happiest, and healthiest selves. We have one-on-one programs, online workshops, and more in-person workshops now. (laughs) woohoo! Did my first one of those Uh, a few weeks ago. I'll talk to you about it in a moment. Of course follow us on facebook and instagram for daily inspiration and motivation um and join our free tribe to connect with women all over the world links in the show notes as always make sure to subscribe to our podcast to get all upcoming shows um and share this one if there's something uh, that that comes up you think that someone else would benefit from this is why i do the work we do i do uh with strong women co um is to advance women and to help us to feel less alone to help us feel more supported and encouraged so we can do the, the good work and live the good lives uh, that we're here to, to live and do. <laughs> really comes down to all that, hey? Uh, so as I mentioned, I'm Kelly and I am a Newfoundlander Canadian currently coming to you from a city just south of Amsterdam in the Netherlands. Uh, so thrilled to have you here today. I'm gonna go on, on no notes uh, at this moment. I'm just realizing I didn't do notes. I feel like I'm uh, really getting back on the horse here. It has been um, oh geez, almost two months since a podcast uh, my last podcast forgive yourself. Uh, so um, I want to say hello. want to say thanks for listening and tuning back in. Uh, just had a lot of things on the go uh, as you may have suspected. Um, and, uh, on the go professionally with strong women co really kept busy. Um, and then, you know, life and trying to live a, a life that is full of pleasure and enough rest. Um, and for longtime listeners will realize, or remember, I should say, um, uh, really realizing themselves that, uh, women seeking rest, um, is, is really a revolutionary type thing. But uh, yeah, so since I last spoke to you, it seems like so long ago now, two months, so much has happened. Um, Just uh, personally, professionally, I'll just mention um, I spoke at, I did a workshop for uh, European women in technology in Amsterdam Um, that was... uh, in june and it was amazing to be in person with so many women and so many people and and uh i sat in on so many fantastic cutting-edge talks about sustainability about um uh feminism in in tech of course it wasn't called that (laughs) and um it uh it was it was just really nice and really motivating and energizing to be around people again so i i loved it all Um, And then also my workshop was so well received. Um, I did put my heart and soul into it. It was a workshop on how to be a better communicator. And the takeaway message was your voice matters Uh, because it's certainly something that it does and certainly something I believe and encourage other women to remind themselves how much their voice matters and how much the world needs them to speak up because we are the beings um, in this world who say when enough is enough that has been our role for quite some time. Um, and perhaps, uh, more now than ever. Um, but also not to say enough, but now we also, we are also the voices that come up with the good ideas, the different ideas, the innovating ideas, the ideas that other people can get behind the ideas that are more inclusive of other people's realities. So it was, uh, it was a generally, Oh, and I get, got to give all the, um, women in tech, uh, I gave them all pocket goddesses. That are like the uh, it was like a single goddess bead, the Czech Republic bead that I have for my goddess bracelets. Uh, I gave them all of them, and it was wrapped up in a scroll explaining ancient women and how we were loved and honored and revered, and uh, how there was this thing called the pre-patriarchy that was uh, existed before what we are in now. (laughs) So it was really cool. To be able to introduce uh, a lot of women to these ideas, which every single person I explained it to, like, just, like, squealed with delight to think about this time in our existence when we loved, honored, and revered women, and uh, and how we need to go back to that, um, to perhaps have any kind of livable future, uh, if we want to be really honest. So that was going on with me, um, and, uh, yeah, just a lot of, like, family uh, time and exploring and... And self care also for myself, um, just so that I am not depleted, and so that uh, I can kind of see to my mental health, emotional health, spiritual health, um, and then also dealing with some amazing uh, clients one on one, which I always truly adore um, to to do the work one on one. So I've been uh, I've been pretty busy, uh, and uh, things going on with my husband and, uh, daughter, they're like, you know, all good news, but all, all things that, um, take time. Uh, and, uh, uh, the reality was, um, I actually wrote the, uh, half of the show notes for this show last week and was planning on recording it. And, uh, uh, the life has radicalized me show notes. And then, um, we chose to take a family day on Friday and go to The Hague and just kind of wander around and shop and have fun, um, because we all felt like we needed it, and it was, I feel like it was a really good choice. Little did I know, because I wrote this out on Thursday, half the show notes, and then little did I know, uh, on the train home from Den Haag, uh, I read on my phone that Roe, uh, had been overturned in the USA, and it was, a. Uh, a shock even if we might have been expecting it i think we kind of were holding out that it wouldn't really happen a lot of things can get in between and uh anyway so i feel like now and even with the further uh decisions by the supreme court which i'll touch on briefly uh in a bit um more than ever the topic was relevant of life has radicalized me so uh yeah that's the kind of a little summary of what's going on with me um love to hear what's going on with you I sure did miss you I sure did miss connecting with people and and putting out um you know my little care bear stare of positivity and 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 encouragement but also real talk and to help um all of us organize our thinking and and to feel more empowered and what we actually can do um, personally in our in our lives to contribute positively to this world uh, to also to heal ourselves um, and to to be the the strong women um, that we we want to be um, on in every level so uh, whoa that was a mouthful so with all of that I'm going to take a couple of breaths before we get into uh, the crux of the show Did I say a couple? Let's take three. But before we do, let's do a little affirmations we used to say a while ago. It is, uh, I am here, I am whole, and then say your name. Okay, so I'll start off and you repeat after me, except for the last one. Instead of saying, I am Kelly, you say your name. Okay, here we go. I am here. I am whole. I am Kelly. Now we're going to take a nice, easy breath in through our nose, lightly filling up your lungs. Hold for just a moment, feel the expansion in your lungs, and let it out easy. A couple of easy breaths here now, eyes closed if you can. I want you to imagine gathering up all yourself all little bits of you you've left little traces we left at the store conversations or online and we're just gathering up our whole selves and we're going to breathe in nice and easy eyes closed if you can again hold it for a minute let it out another couple easy breaths here let the shoulders go down away from your ears relax your jaw find that little moment that little bit of space we're gonna do one more nice big easy breath in through the nose and a big hold stretch out those lungs shoulders back big sigh (sighs) all right let's do this All right. So topic of today's show, life has radicalized me. <laughs> and, uh, as I mentioned, uh, before, this was, uh, written out before the Roe versus Wade. And I had been thinking about how life has radicalized me in just kind of it will do to you if you're paying attention, uh, life will radicalize you. And of course, what does radicalize mean? And often we hear these days about like the radicalized right wing radicalization of, you know, the Taliban and all of that. And sure. Yeah. That's uh it can be used uh, in that way. And, um, uh, in general, uh, radicalization is the process by which an individual or, or group comes to adopt increasingly radical views in opposition to political, social, or religious status quo. So in a society that is mostly liberal um, and you know egalitarian and equality seeking, the radical ideas would be the radical ideas of the extreme uh, right-wing conservative um, who, who want to take rights away and, and go to, to an individualist society. But in general, um, it can also mean on the other side of things, you know, um, if you've been kind of believing in systems, your life and being like, okay, you know, I know they're not perfect, but, but, uh, in general they're good, you know, um, which I think a lot of us try to get there, um, um, or, or not all of us depending on our, our lived experience, but it, but it's something that we would like to think that the systems that we have holding up society, you know, are working in some way. But the reality is um, the more life you live and the more your eyes are open, the more you realize that those systems just um, are not not working Um, and that we have to get radical. We have to go to the root of the matter Uh, and that's what radical um, also means, is to go to the root of the matter. We have to to change things um, uh, politically, socially, um, and the, the religious status quo. And, uh, uh, being a woman certainly then does set us up to have a fuller lived experience where we understand more of the world because we do not have the same kind of privilege or advantages or, or safety or security, um, that, uh, uh, men do, uh, assist men do in this society. But so really, you know, it's radicalized. I, I've been radicalized to see through the systems that do not work. And maybe you have to, and it can be hard to even know what to do with that realization and those feelings. So I think that this is a conversation we need to have for all thinking, feeling smart, uh, women out there. Um, and that, uh, to realize that we are on this path of mutually assured destruction, um, that will, and that those in power, will not or cannot make the changes necessary for us to live survive and thrive um you know it's thinking of the climate crisis reality now and the amount of of, of heat waves um the high high temperatures that have you know ca- happened in the arctic circle and in arctica reaching like 40 degrees and you know i'm here i'm in europe where there's been um i don't know like three heat waves already and it's it's uh July has barely started. Um, and you know, uh, there's a real reality that there is an imminent, um, collapse of our ecosystems, our food systems, all of those systems is inevitable. Um, and we're seeing it more and more every day. Um, and you know, there's, there's reasons for that. Um, crisis or also things like, um, Russia's uh, violent, aggressive uh, war against Ukraine is. Can, will also mess up some of our food, food systems. And in general, to be radicalized is to be like, you know, just, just stop taking this crap as something that we just have to take. And, and, you know, um, uh, when we speak up, we're called hysterical and, and, and what have you, you know, that, that's what the, the people who want to have the power will always say to those they're taking power from, you're being hysterical, just calm down. That's just what they do. And I, you know, uh, if you're tired of the BS excuses, um, uh, in various levels of those in power politically, heads of companies, uh maybe even locally in your own state provincial or or city government if you're you're just sick of the same excuses of why we can't do better I'm here to tell you that you also have been radicalized (laughs) because we are challenging these systems and I am here to encourage you to speak up every single time you think that something is bs because your voice matters and it is important and if not us who should speak up and if not now when <laughs> how hard is it how bad does it have to uh to be uh, but anyway so uh i am a political uh don't junkie for lack of a better word i a political kind of enthusiast I love reading about politics and world events and current events. I, lo- I love just taking all of it in and trying to do the 10,000, 20,000 view uh, from above to see what happens, what's ha- where are people's minds and thoughts and uh, actions and all of that. I like to see what kind of direction we're going in and, and to understand it. That actually helps my anxiety when I get a lot of information and I can kind of f- figure out what the patterns because that's, that's how I see the world is in patterns. And uh, uh, specifically, I think... What it's the world is reverberating uh, the negative vibes and crushing realities that is coming from the American Supreme Court and I know not all of our listeners are American but the majority of you of our, our listeners are of you lovely people and so I want to um, do a shout out and 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 take up some space to kind of acknowledge all of the assaults that's happening um, so that we can be more prepared. Um, and then for our non-American listeners, reality is America is still such a dominant culture in our world. Um, and this isn't these types of things aren't just happening in the U.S. It's just the current political system and the comp- current Republicans who have zero shame uh, have kind of uh, catapulted a lot of these right-wing conservative ideologies um, into law. And uh this this can and is happening um, in other places as well. But I'm going to just talk briefly about the Supreme Court um, and so that we can then see in our own homes and our own uh, communities uh, if any of these things are coming out, and what it can actually mean and what does it mean for our global community and our, and, and, our, and, our, and our all of our brothers and sisters. So with all this news from uh, the Supreme Court of the United States, It's like we're seeing the shadow self of humanity, the kind of ugliest parts of us is now are now being brought uh, almost it's like Mad Max style like uh, being exalted on a pedestal and chaired on it's um, not by everyone, but by a select few. And those select few people are, are people who are driven by fear and greed and selfishness and individualism and, and even childishness, insecurity. But the childishness really just a quick example: Clarence Thomas um, has had said uh, when he got onto the Supreme Court, of course, he was the one who was credibly accused of sexual harassment by Anita Hill and still was able to go onto the court. He said, um, uh, he had been, uh, put through hell by the liberals for 43 years. So now he was going to put liberals through hell for 43 years, uh, while on the court. And may I ask, does that sound like an impartial, <laughs> neutral person to you? No, it sounds like someone who's already made their decision on every single thing that comes up and he has, he's never, ever, um, uh, voted, um, in a, in a sensible way, always extremely right wing, but it's just really childish, Right. And there's this kind of general idea of like, you know, um, if you get more, I get less somehow, which is just not even accurate to the world. But it's really, it's a lot easier for, um, uh, conservative right-wing folks to organize themselves because they can get around ideas of being anti-woman, being anti-gay, being, um, anti-environment, um, uh, and, and because they're uh, the demographic of conservative people, mostly white um and uh ran by men uh not that white women do not join this um movement which breaks my heart every time uh but there's this this real kind of like driven by fear of of not allowing someone else to have what you have and the greed and this dog-eat-dog world well if I don't get it someone else will and screw the environment and screw other people and, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of like this, this general tone. And I'm hoping it's kind of a, a, a death rattle of the, these, these folks who feel like they've been repressed because other people have gotten rights through the years. Um, so I'm just going to like highlight a couple of the things, um, that, uh, that had gone on in the decisions, um, of just kind of how, what we're taking away, uh, and what has been taken away, um, from people which have been hard fought. And then, uh, so that we can Tie that to being um, ourselves radicalized, so that we can organize and speak up and and know our things and and be able to see the patterns. Um, I want you to see the patterns that are happening in in society, so that you're not so blindsided, and that so we can work together more quickly to um, create a better world and, and and a more egalitarian place for all of us to live. So, I mean, first off, for the Supreme Court, I'll just quickly say the uh, state's um, Republicans, it started with them with their anti-gay and anti-trans bills that's taking away. I mean, whenever a government or a body takes away people's rights, right away, lights should go up for you. It's like, why? No, we should only be awarding people and environment and animals, you know, more rights. To strip someone from a right with a, is, is is a political Uh, choice. And it's a political statement. So right away, I mean, those were red flags for and and, and bells going off for a lot of us. The whole don't say gay uh, bill in Florida and the anti-trans bills has just been absolutely completely atrocious with horrific stories. Then of course, we had the Supreme Court with uh, Roe versus Wade as a time of taping that was only a week ago. Um, but now it's really, uh, making me angry besides the fact that more women are going to die now for all kinds of reasons, including not being able to get the medical care for, uh, a medically induced miscarriage, which they need to live. So hard, isn't it? It's just so hard. It's so hard to even think that we have to deal with about this crap now. But there's also just, I'm just so angry that so many resources of those people who are progressive and who are fighting for a better world. Now, so many of our resources are going to have to go to fighting this Roe versus Wade thing the, in, in the courts, in, in, in all of the courts, on every level. And then besides fighting in the courts, so many resources and energy and time are going to have to go to helping those women and girls who are, have been severely disadvantaged by this archaic drawback of rights going against 50 years, um, of, of, uh, of set law. And it's just so angering as well as because conservatives will say that, you know, that, uh, precedent means something to them and that, um, uh, going, uh, you don't change laws willy nilly. It's like, mm, you seem to, when it's about taking people's rights away. <laughs> so, okay. We got the Roe versus Wade. We got the handgun decision uh, that states that they came out and said, no, states can't make their own decisions on guns. And you we are like, wait a minute, but you just said states have to make their own decisions on abortion. So let's not pretend for another minute that there's any kind of sense of uh, decency or logic or law that is in the Supreme Court of the United States. This is just um, political. These are politicians. These are unelected people who have a political ideology. They were chosen for their political ideology and now uh, people are uh, reaping the vast disadvantages of that ideology. Next, they had the church and state is no longer separated so that there was a coach who, um, would essentially, uh, make his players pray. Like this is like halftime, like in front of everyone and players, some players who didn't want to pray felt obligated to do so because they wouldn't get, um, as much playtime on the field, of course that could that could mean a lot including to your career. Um so uh no, but the uh, Supreme Court said no, no, you know, teachers can absolutely uh, make students uh pray in school. There is no separation of church and state, which is horrific. And then there was the taking away of tribal sovereignty uh, in Oklahoma, which is half of Oklahoma is uh tribal lands. So they've undermined centuries of legal precedent and state law uh that that now um the only people who can prosecute crimes on the tribal lands are is the state. And uh you know uh, it's 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 really demonstrating that no you're not actually a sovereign land. You uh, will obey the white man's land, the law and that's that's it. We're going against hundreds of years. It's just wow. Wow the audacity Uh, they also said states can do illegal things to voting and have no consequences. Uh, So really opening the door to um, fascism, authoritarianism, and a complete lack of democracy. Uh, So there's, there's that. Um, And then the one that really kind of like sums up a lot, I thought, was the EPA has no authority now to regulate power plants. Um, And this is, this is, when we're in a climate crisis uh, so the supreme court pretty much said the governments can't regulate industry which is so mind-blowing this will have so many effects but it's also it's very in in line with all of these things right of uh no uh those in power can have power over women's bodies and the land and they can defile and use and abuse women's bodies and the land as they see fit um and, and that's where we are and here we have five unelected political ideologues that have that much power over that many people and if that doesn't radicalize you <laughs> to really stand up against these systems and be like hmm, i don't think uh this is a legitimate court nope this is not a legitimate court it doesn't um examine uh, allow for other for personhood for 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 uh set precedent. Uh, and it's all about taking people's rights away. I'm going to need a deep breath here now. It's a lot. And I want to acknowledge if you're feeling like it's a lot and you're feeling powerless and disheartened and frustrated and confused and bewildered. And what way do we go? Um, and, and I'm encouraging you to uh, lean in, to being more radicalized and, and giving, you know, less F's as they say. Um, but there's also great things that come with recognizing and being more radicalized and going against these systems and stripping away the systems that, that have been imposed on us and then kind of creating our own realities. There's uh, I was thinking about this for myself. And so I've gotten to a better place of radical self-acceptance, which is self-awareness combined with reality. Um, and they realize that, you know, you are doing great. I am doing great. It feels good to say that. Repeat after me. I am doing great. Because you are doing great. This has been also hard and also weird, and life is difficult, and being human is very confusing. But You can be very, very, very proud of who you are. Uh, I want you to take this moment and just, just try to accept who you are in this very moment. Physically, spiritually, emotionally, intellectually. Just accept all of who you are. I am here. I am whole. I am Kelly. I can't be anyone else. You can't be anyone else. So do not fight against who you are, sister. Let's have this radical self-acceptance and be revolutionary and go against all those systems that tell us that we should be punishing ourselves for something we said or something we ate or, or some life decision we had. No, F that. <laughs> make me cursing. Um, let's go into the radical self-acceptance. We don't have time for the self-hate. We don't have time for the self-criticism that does not help us. The world needs us. We were born for these times. We are warrior women and we are stepping into our power and we do not have time for anything but radical self-acceptance. And of course, what comes with that? Radical self-love. Giving yourself the love that you need in the moment you need it thinking about what you will need in the future and helping yourself, giving yourself the love maybe that you didn't get ever before in your life, but now you're in a position and and have the power to do it. So radical self-acceptance, radical self-love, and then radical compassion. And there's two kinds of compassion, right? We have compassion for others and compassion for self. Life has offered me a tenderness A sensitivity to the plight of others because of the experiences that I have had sure I may be predisposed to some things like yourselves but it's really in in bearing witness to your own pain and your own hard decisions and your own mistakes that we can then also have compassion for others and while we're building that compassion for others where we can forgive and learn and grow and evolve let us also do that for ourselves and have radical self compassion so that we can then forgive ourselves for what to be has to be forgiven like our last podcast we can we can realize you know when we do better when we know better we do better and then do better. It's re- that's what really matters. Is, is that after you learn the difference and you learn what you said or did or what have you, you know, the action you took, the choice you make was wasn't was not the best for whatever reason, then you do better. Then you make up for it. You make amends. You grow. So radical self-compassion, radical compassion of others, and then lastly, what I was thinking about was radical self-worth and putting our own measurement stick on what is worthy and let's put actual beneficial to each other and humanity and ourselves traits up on the pedestal, you know, of of being caring and loving and kind and compassionate and fair and, and giving of others. Um, you know, let let's let's put that up up on a pedestal of, of what's worth while in our society. I may not have always—I uh, may not always radiate a high self-worth. You know, I'm a woman in this world. I've got my own issues, uh, but when push comes to shove, I know I'm worth a lot, a lot. And so are you. You are worth a whole hell of a lot. And why do I tell you all this? <laughs> Well, because hearing a woman talk about her own story normalizes this for us all, Uh, and because I am, by my nature, a teacher, Um, but also to show you what a woman who has been radicalized can look like, and maybe you can see some of yourself in some of the things that I've said about how infuriating it is to continue to participate in these systems that are are crushing our futures and and digging into the darkness and the shadows of humanity and allowing those to flourish, allowing politicians to get away with horrible things they do and say. And why do we keep electing the worst people ever? (laughs) To uh, so many of the positions, you know, uh, uh, so that we can step into those positions. I want you to run for something. I want you to speak up. I want you to feel confident and encouraged and supported uh, against your uh, or against all those those things that tell you shouldn't be any of those things. I want you. To own your radicalization, I want you to have the radical self-acceptance, radical self-love, radical compassion, and radical self-worth. Because when you have all of those things, you can fight the Roe versus Wade overturn. You can fight how the EPA has no authority over industry, essentially, anymore. Um, I could get into the brass tacks of it, but that's, that's the reality of what it comes down to. And you can fight... How a minority of people are ruling over the majority of us. And that is not democracy and that is not something we have to stand for and we shouldn't stand for it a second longer. So yes, life has radicalized me. Life has made me furious at the realities of so many of us. Uh, Life has made me angry and sad. Life has also made me compassionate and, and appreciative and willing to fight and willing to, to do the hard things uh, and, and to, to stand up and, and speak up because the world, our, our, our fellow sisters and brothers, um, our fellow sisters, brothers and animals, the, our current land, everything, everyone needs us to speak up. So let us speak up. We were built for these times, we were made for these times, we are here. This is a very interesting time to be alive, but thank goodness we are so strong and thank goodness we have each other because together we can literally accomplish anything. And now for the featured song of the show. Just a little bit of a shift, but still in the same message as always. So last week when Roe was overturned, and it was like you, I'm sure, many waves of realization of what that even really meant in reality, um, and what it was going to look like, and what it just meant politically, ideologically, you know, that uh, in some states now, just a little trigger warning. I'll try to say this carefully and tenderly. But in some states, um, a rapist can choose the mother of his baby and she's not allowed to abort, and then he would get rights. So it really is. just makes me form fists and uh, want my machete that I left home in Newfoundland. So, you know, you can go out and some. Uh, slash some of the crap that's out there um figuratively um so anyway when uh, it came down it took I came in several waves of just the different realizations of what it meant and uh or what it meant to take it away in such a needless fashion and my husband uh Justin he's a very sweet beautiful feminist man for the first like 48 hours after it was overturned he kept asking me how I was to the point where it was like kind of annoying. <laughs> and I was like, "Why do you keep asking me this?" Because <laughs> it was like after someone dies or something. For me, it like takes a couple of days to really seep in. I'm really good at the denial at first of just like the functioning body. Like, okay, just keep moving, and it needs to come in in trickles for my psyche. <laughs> and uh, he's like, you know, oh, I just wanted to know, but the whole row thing because it really affected him as well. Of like, what what the, frick that means now. And so anyway, um. And Saturday morning, uh, just like maybe 12 or 20 hours after the news came out, I found myself, I was home by myself, and I had other work to do, but all I could do was kind of just gather up songs. I knew about abortion and kind of just listen, because my feelings were just so discombobulated and in shock, and I just needed someone else to tell me a story to remind me of that this is just part of women's lives and and the reality is um you know for centuries women have been having intentional miscarriages from herbs and other things um i've done i, do, I did a, a whole in-depth article uh, one time on an empowerment for women uh, online magazine called Eve's Herbs and so for a very long time women have been using herbs to bring on their periods Um, you still can do that. Um, uh, I'm not a doctor. I'm not recommending anyone uh, does that in particular. But I can tell from you, from my experience, I have done that. And um, it's just something that's natural, women's ancient knowledge. Um, and it came from you know, like not not surprisingly, the history seems to show that, uh, you know, we had livestock, and these cows over here don't seem to ever get pregnant. And then we realize, oh, the cows are eating this parsley looking thing huh i wonder if that works for us absolutely it does so some herbs have uh, an ability to um um, make you know our, our uterine lining shed or what have you and so um this has been something that's been passed down um there there was an extinct now but it's in the parsley family um and uh, it was such a huge part of the uh, economy of this town or village in Greece that it was on their coin. Um, we, we, the people harvested so much, it literally became extinct. Uh, you know, for many, many generations in many, many, many places in the world, women, uh, you know, were given on their wedding day herbs um, that could bring on their periods because that is what we had for birth control then before we had... Barrier methods and hormonal methods and IUDs. So this is just something that we've been doing forever uh, to control our lives uh, and our bodies and our realities. And to be told we can't do this ancient women's knowledge, um, and to be told it's 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 illegal and it's a sin and you can lose your your freedom and and uh, uh, for doing this ancient woman's knowledge way of being it really strikes at something, you know, um, but of course it's because they're afraid of our power and because they want to control us. And it has never been about babies and it has always been about controlling women's bodies. And I can get into the history of even why, um, right-wing Republicans, um, have anchored onto this issue and it literally has to do because they couldn't hang their hats on racism anymore because <laughs> it wasn't so popular but anyway you know for example here in the netherlands there is a christian uh uni uh, which is a it's unite christian uh, political party who gets seats here um they don't say a word about abortion it's not part of their it's, it's not something that is discussed needed to discuss it's not part of their ideology so it's, it's very, this fascinating of picking and choosing how you control women is a, it's a fascinating, um, uh, choice to do that. So I just wanted to do on that Saturday, I put all these songs together uh, about abortion. I did post it on Strong Women Co. on the, um, on our Instagram and our Facebook, uh, so you could find it there. It's just a Spotify list of 10 songs about abortion. Uh, I think seven of them are, are sang by women. And three, um, I just wanted to include because they were pop culture songs by men. I was like, this is a lot of people's reality, man. (laughs) You know, nothing's 100% birth control wise. There's a lot of reasons that you don't want to have a baby and they're completely yours and they're completely personal and no one else's business. However, it can be a huge, you know, formative, difficult decision in people's lives. This is just, if you are a childbearing years, you know, and you were sexually active. This is what can happen. So one of my favorite songs on that list that I put together is this one by, uh, Anai DeFranco. Um, you know, who I just love. I mean, who doesn't love her, but it's called, uh, Last Woman. Um, and, uh, uh it's her typical amazing kinds of, um, empowerment, folky kinds of, uh, tunage. But so she talks, starts a song, talking about when she opened up a bank account when she's nine and when she's 18 she takes all the money out and then has to go uh, and get an abortion and um you know it's, it's a real good she walks through the clinic with the uh, signs and all that and then the end the last uh, few lines are, are really quite something and And, uh, uh, yeah, I'm not going to sacrifice my freedom of choice. No, you can't make me sacrifice my freedom of choice. No, you can't make us sacrifice our freedom of choice. And of course, this was written at a time when Roe was still standing law and just kind of hearing even the last line kind of punched me in the heart. No, you can't make us sacrifice our freedom of choice. Uh, They just did. And that's why we need to be mad as hell. And that's why we need to organize and help each other. And, you know, uh, reach across the our differences whenever possible. And, you know, what the right doesn't realize they've done is they've made um, many central uh, topics of interest, of, of life, of matter, of heart that we can now rally around together. Um, and that's what we must do. Uh, and we must fight to get the rights so that You know, grandmothers having more rights than, than their granddaughters is not an acceptable uh, way of life. It is not, it is not human evolution. It is de-evolution. And I refuse, uh, to, to think uh, that this is how we will be. We are better than this and, uh, we will be better than this. And so I, uh, want to leave you with this gorgeous song by uh, Anai DeFranco Um, and I'll also put the link to the Spotify list of um, uh, abortionist healthcare songs to to maybe help you through your processes of of maybe you've had an abortion maybe you've had to think about it maybe a loved one had to anyway it's a part of normal womanhood Um, and the fact that it's been it's been criminalized is just like the fact of Being gay or being trans or helping a trans child for the love of God has been criminalized. They're just trying to take away what we know is natural and part of us and who we are. And when anyone tries to tell someone else that who they are is wrong and should be criminal, we know that we cannot stand for that. So as frustrated and disheartened I I have been, I can see the view of 10,000 20,000 feet um and the shadows of humanity are coming up the greed the fear so that we can see them and so that we can have this identity crisis you know it's almost like a midlife crisis or a quarterlife crisis we are individually and collectively having an identity crisis of what it means to be human what it means to be a person and what it means To have a world where we celebrate humanity and all that means. So we can do better. We will do better. Um, If you're listening to this, you're a warrior. And I love you. Take care of yourself. Reach out. If you ever need anything, message me. I'm totally serious on Instagram, Facebook, or Kelly at StrongwomanCo.com. Let's get through this together sisters brothers and others we were made for these times and we will succeed there's no uh no question about it all right so i'll leave you with an eye and lost woman take care everyone hope to hear from you and talk to you soon
0: Opened a bank account when I was nine years old. I closed it when I was 18. I gave them every penny that I had saved, and they gave my blood and my urine a number. And now I'm sitting in this waiting room playing with the toys. And I am here to exercise my freedom of choice. past their handheld signs, I I went through their picket lines, they gathered when they saw me coming, they shouted when they saw me cross, I said, why don't you go home, just leave me alone, I'm just another woman lost, you are like fish in the water, who don't know that they are wet, as far as I can tell, the, the world isn't perfect. His bored eyes were obscene On his denim-sized magazine I wish he'd never come here with me In fact, I wish he'd never come near me I wish his shoulder wasn't touching mine I am growing older Waiting in this line But some of life's best lessons I learned at the worst times And under the fierce... Fluorescent, she offered her hand for me to hold. She offered stability and calm. And I was crushing her palm through the pinch pole wincing. Oh, my smile, unconvincing. On that sterile battlefield that sees only casualties, never heroes. My heart hit absolute zero. And Lucille, your voice still sounds in me Yeah, mine was a relatively easy tragedy The profile of our country looks a little less hard-nosed But you know that picket line persisted And that clinic since been closed They keep pounding their fists on reality Hoping it will break But you know I don't think there's one of them that Leads a life free of mistakes